All right, lads and lasses, and good day, mates. Welcome to another episode of the Tune Under Podcast, the Southern Hemispheres, 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 <laughs> number one podcast for all things Newcastle United. How is everyone's Monday going? If you're anything like us, you would have woken up with a bit of a skip in your step after that absolutely tremendous game of football that we all witnessed at St. James's Park against Man City. It finished 3 3, points shared, six goals. And uh, we all, we've all been smiling all day. Uh, I say the game was yesterday. It actually was yesterday in the UK, but in, in Australia, where we are, 1.30 a.m. kickoff on a Monday morning, a school night kind of thing. 1.30 in the morning, didn't finish till half three. And obviously afterwards, we're all completely wired and it took bloody ages to, ages to get to sleep. So in case you're wondering why we all look like a bunch of knackered people, that's exactly why we all look like a bunch of knackered people. So before we get into the game, we're going to go through the game, the goals and some of the key um points but before we do that quick hellos from keegs flag minor flag winning keegs down there in the city of geelong uh i think you've been living it up since geelong won that minor flag keegs how are you going yeah good mate yeah just come back from the party down the main track of geelong down marble street celebrating the another uh minor premiership so yeah season's over now so let's enjoy the off season <laughs> yeah you look too confident in the finals are you Absolutely not. No. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be Sporting Lisbon, who just got absolutely bombed by uh, Melbourne. But anyway, moving on. Uh, Bobby, also down in Victoria in Ballarat. Um, it's been pissing down all day, I think. Uh, your Tigers have just squeezed in to the finals, I think. Facing yeah, my uh, lines in the next game. Um, yeah. How are you going, mate? I'm good, mate. Good. Tired, but uh, yeah, good. And a bit more confident about my Tigers in the finals and Keegs is about his cats, I think. <laughs> I think it's just trying to lure us into a false sense of security. But anyway, look, we're That's talking about the wrong type of footy. Wrong type of footy. This is we're talking about egg chasing here, but we really want to talk about the proper deal, the, the main deal here, which was the Newcastle against Man City game. As I've said, three-three draw. So we're going to get into the game in, in just a moment, but we'll first of all have a look at the teams. Starting with Newcastle as the home team, of course. So in goal, Nick Pope, and then it was Kieran Trippier picking up the captain's armband. Then it was Fab Shaw and Sven Botman and Dan Byrne at the back. Bruno, Joe Willock and Joe Litton in the middle. Then you had Miggy, Allenson, Maximin and Callum Wilson up front and on the wings. And on the subs, we had Dubravka, Lascelles, Richie, Kraft, Wood, Fry and Razor, as Craig likes to call them, Murphy, <laughs> Anderson <laughs> and Sean Longstaff. And for the visitors, it was Edison and Goal, Walker, Stones, Ake and Cancelero, at the back, then it was Rodrigo, De Bruyne, and Gundogan. Gundogan, is that how you pronounce it? That's oh, yeah. like that. Anyway, I, I'm Gundogan. just going to keep up with these bloody names. Then it was Bernardo, <laughs> Holland, and uh, Phil Foden up front. So just coming back to the Newcastle team. Any surprises, first of all, Keegan, from you uh, with that lineup? Um, how did you see that looking for us facing the uh, English champions? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's sort of interesting, but it wasn't interesting. I, I was leaning towards Bobby's sort of way in the preview where we might play a back three, back five kind of way and, and see. But then, yeah, when, when the teams landed and you just thought, well, Eddie, Eddie's backing the boys in to, to do a job like he doesn't want to park the bus like other people have before and sort of hang on for dear life for 90 minutes, he's actually going to have a go at him and have a go he did. Well, he said that in the lead-up to the game, didn't he? In his uh, presser before the game, he said he wanted to get in the faces. I think that was the that was setting the, the scene. But it's 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 one thing to talk about it, and it's another thing to actually physically do it in the game against a team like City. Um, Bobby, any surprises in that team for you? Any um, any issues with that? I think it pretty much picks itself, doesn't it? Really, the team picks itself. We've got um, you know no not not as much depth as a lot of other teams, so our, our first choice eleven sort of picks itself, but. I was surprised he went head-to-head -head with Man City. I didn't think at the stage of development we were at that we could do that and take him on, but I was wrong, and I'm glad to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I saw a few people on uh, on Twitter, you know, the experts and all these things. Not really, but they were saying, oh, you need to do five at the back, four in the middle, one up front, don't play. They even saying don't play ASM because you'll just get crucified by Carl Walker down the wing and that. And, uh, We'll get on to that in a minute, but uh, yeah, that's not exactly how it turned out, was it really? Um, not at all. And then moving on to City, Keegan, um, anything 
I mean, obviously, they've got the beast up front, Holland, uh, Foden's a brilliant player, De Bruyne, absolutely sensational, <laughs> and quality keeper between the sticks. Anything in there that made you uh, particularly kind of twitchy? Yeah, the size of Haaland when they were in the tunnel before they went out. Like, <laughs> massive. Pretty he's a fucking giant. Like, oh. I didn't really – look, when, it's hard when they play because you don't actually appreciate the size of him because he's very rarely – when they're playing and moving, it's hard to compare him to other people. But when they're just standing still in the tunnel, he was bloody head and shoulders above like the three blokes that were standing in front of him. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's a beast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's look, taller look, than uh, Botman as well, and Botman's not a short lad. No, uh, he looked like looked like he was coming out for a freaking Rocky Five or something, man. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Strong Drago vibes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Bobby, same question to you. Really, anything in there that kind of jumped out as a sort of an interesting uh, choice, or just basically fear? Nah, and I think you know, I was glad to you know, I think they were trying to attack too. So Phillips on the bench, Mario's on the bench. That a lot of. Uh, ammo on the bench coming off so i was a bit worried about that but the team was pretty much like we expected yeah absolutely all right well let's get into the game then so newcastle kind of as we might have expected off to a pretty poor start in the first few minutes uh having the back by man city city had all the ball newcastle sitting deep um kind of like how i expected the entire game to go i, I predict this game to be a three nil defeat and to be honest with you I was kind of being a bit generous with myself. I just didn't want to. And Keegan, we were talking about this before we came on air. We were, we were probably really, in truth, expecting a five-nil drop. And like you know, it was just, it was just one of those kind of things. You're thinking, yeah, we're going to get stuffed here. Uh, but I'll say three-nil because I don't want to sound like a proper loony online or whatever, you know. But um, <laughs> but those first five minutes, you're thinking this is kind of exactly how I was thinking this is going to turn out here. Uh, and sure enough, five minutes in, brilliant work by Silva. Um, he's been left in far too much space. And um, he whips the ball in, and it's going down on the end of it. And it, he almost, it, it's interesting this goal actually, really, because Gundon almost loses the ball. He kind of first touch takes it a little bit away from him and it takes it slightly behind him as well. And I think he's actually assisted by uh, Willock because Willock comes in to challenge him and he, he actually kind of kicks um, Gundon's foot as he's kicking the ball. And he sort of, I think he. It, it probably would have went to Pope's left, and you can see Pope sort of move that way as well, but it ends up, because of Willock's action, it goes to the other direction, and Pope's basically stranded. Uh, and you can see from the slide we have on the screen here, if you're on YouTube anyway, uh, Bernard there, he's, he's, Sylvie, he's got tons of space. He's, he's been closed down a little bit, but the ball's already gone. Joe's you know, too late to get a foot in at this point. And I think you can see the defenders are kind of ball-watching, really. Look at this um, mm. view here. And uh, Gundon just moves into space. It's a fantastic ball in, in fairness. And Pope, in the end, didn't have much of a chance of, of saving this. Um, Keegan, pretty terrible start the game, really, wasn't it? Exactly what you do not want to have against City. Exactly what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> like you, I thought that was yeah. going to happen for 90 minutes. But it's actually, if you if you watch the goal again, um, Trippier is basically marking him back shoulder just before that ball gets put in. But Willick at the edge of the box alerts him to see Foden at the top of the screen there. Yeah. Foden was going to make that late run. So Trippier actually peeled off and, yeah. and went to mark Foden, which left him unmarked. And, and Willick didn't actually come in to sort of like replace him. And that, that's how he ended up with all that time in the box to have a touch and then get a shot away because Willick had sort of, not blaming Willick a little. I suppose I am blaming him a little bit. He <laughs> he took Trippia off him, and then he didn't actually cover. So th that's how he got that space. Like, don't get me wrong; it's a great ball, and he probably had too much time on that wing anyway. But yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it, so it was just a miscommunication between Willick and Trippia in the box, and then yeah, that's what happens against the best teams. Well, it's a miscommunication, but you know. Good players make these kind of runs to create those situations for other players, you know? Yeah, so absolutely. So it's, it's really good. But in the end, you're right. Trivia ends up basically defending nobody. He's kind of in between the two players. Uh, Bobby, um, with that all said, do you think we could have done any better here? What could we have done to – I mean, could we have stopped that ball going in in the first place? Because Silva was in a ton of space. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot. There's about three or four mistakes in that defensive setup right there um, that led to the space being created for one of them. You can see even Haaland. 
Shah didn't know whether to go or stay and, um, you know, perfectly put Keegan. It was trippier that had Gindigan on in sight and then was worried about Foden behind him. So they all sort of pushed over and left the space there. But definitely the the covering of you can't give Silver that much time on the ball. He's going to put in a great cross. And even Pope, I'm a little bit disappointed he didn't come a little bit further in um, to read that situation. But, um, yeah, all better in hindsight, isn't it? Well, look, it's five minutes into the game. I mean, you know, he's probably still freezing cold. He hasn't, hasn't warmed up. He isn't kind of limber enough. You can kind of excuse these sort of things. It was a, a terrific bit of play as well. And, and as we say, you were thinking to yourselves, oh, bloody hell, here we go. Five minutes in, already down 1-0. Quicker score incoming. But truth be told, um, you know, from then, Newcastle started to really get into this game, didn't they? Like the, so from the first five minutes, it was like very much City. And then the next five minutes, it was kind of a bit back and forwards. And then really for the next 15, Newcastle were just swarming City. At, at every, it was like someone had flipped a switch, really, and, and kind of got a kick up their arse um, from that goal, kind of woke them up a bit, you know. And they started really coming at this game and, and taking control of it. Um, and, I mean, with all that said, it was, by, it was like 17 minutes by the time we actually got a shot away at goal. It was... Um, Lovely work by Bruno Joe and ASM to feed Miggy, and he just blares it over the ball, over the over the bar. And you're thinking, oh, with all the things that have been said about Miggy and Jack Grealish and and all that kind of stuff, you're thinking, oh, this might be playing on his mind a little bit, maybe. Um, but we'll get on to him in a minute because he uh, he kind of <laughs> he kind of makes up for himself a little bit with that. Um, but Newcastle all over Man City, um, and a lot of the play really was down our left, like it was down Man City's right. It it looked like a deliberate tactic to for ASM in particular to be targeting Carl Walker at the fullback position there. Um Keegan, do you think that was do you think that was a, a proper tactic that we had identified a weakness in Carl Walker, who was, you know, an England international seasoned professional, bloody good player, very fast as well. Um, or do you think maybe that was a little bit more organic and just a consequence of Maxi doing these runs like he always does and kind of realizing, hey, I've got a chance to take on this guy? What do you reckon? No, no, hundred percent thought it was a tactic. It happened way too often for mm. it just to be a, a coincidence all the time. And I don't know if well, I haven't admittedly haven't watched Man City's first two games, but it did seem like Walker kept backing off him all the time. And we know, well, we know that that's when Max is at his best. When he's got time to put his head down and actually run, start running and, and get going with the ball, he's near on on like unstoppable. Like you, you can't do it. And I reckon maybe they identified that Walker doesn't actually come forward to defend. He likes to sort of backtrack and, and stuff like that. And they they thought they could get a real advantage getting him the ball and get him in like attacking at speed and causing all sorts of problems. And that's exactly what he did for the whole game. He was an absolute marvel to watch and he would have been a nightmare to play against yesterday as well. Yeah, kind of shades of the Brighton game, I'm just thinking really. Uh, Trossard was identifying and, and taking on Trippier quite a lot down our right-hand side as well. So it's just wonderful to see actual tactics being employed <laughs> by a by a, a competent manager with a, with a group of players who have been well-drilled, have had a full pre-season, obviously, and they know what their jobs are, they know what they're doing, but also they have the confidence in what they're doing. They have, the, they have that belief and um, obviously they have the fans behind them as well. Bobby, would you agree that was a an identified weakness in Man City and, and something that Newcastle were focused on taking advantage of? Yeah, I think everything we do is deliberate now. So everything we do is a tactic from uh, Sir Eddie. I think he's uh, <laughs> he, he's he's got it all uh, wrapped up. Right. He's got uh, tactics are, are brilliant. Um, I think Walker's very good going forward. You know, one yeah. uh, one of the best at going forward. But he is suspect at defending um, players with a bit of trickery and a bit of drive. So yeah, I think for sure it was a it was a tactic to get at him and it opened up more space. So. Um, yeah, fantastic, fantastic to see. He'll be having nightmares, won't he? Uh, after that uh, masterclass from uh, ASM. Um, well, look, all that pressure, all that pressure down the left led to a goal by War Miggy. It was on 28 minutes. Um, it was at the far post. <laughs> he actually, I thought initially it was by his head, but it wasn't. He actually kneaded into the goal. That's Shawlerese <laughs> Dex, one of our one of our fans of the body. Friends of the pod as well. He um he said like did you enjoy that Charlotte's goal from uh, Miggy? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a bit more Diarmi as well. It was a bit one of those kind of goals, wasn't it? Um, but uh, you know, 
it was a brilliant bit of work by ASM again down the left. Um, initially ruled offside. Let's bring up the slide here. Um, the work from ASM, you can see the ball's already in place, already whipping it in. Um, two things I like about this. First of all, the vision from ASM to see that Miggy's stand at the far post um, in a bit of space. He's in front of his defender, which is pretty poor defender, really. And also, I, I imagine he saw the run from Willock as well. You can see that mm. indicated here. Willock has started to make a run into that bit of space. And it's a lovely ball from um, ASM. We don't get to see that enough, not as much as we really should. But it was a beautiful ball across. Um, it, it, was, it was ruled offside initially. And I think that's because they thought it took a touch along the way or something. I'm not exactly sure from this particular slide where that touch must have came from. Wilson, perhaps. I don't know. Um, but it doesn't touch Wilson. It doesn't touch Willock. And it almost bloody well didn't touch Miggy. He's Miggy. kind of fallen <laughs> over to get the ball in there, isn't he? Um, Keegan, we've mentioned um, a few times, but uh, or, or rather we will mention him a few times during this, this potty, but um, ESM, he, when he's running and he's crossing and he's making the right decisions, he's absolutely electric for this team, isn't he? He's unplayable. Honestly, he's, he's unplayable when, he's, when he plays like this. And the same thing happened where... <laughs> Walker Walker backed off him again, and mm. he just ran straight at him, and then he managed to get that cross in. And then, oh, yeah, well, I still don't know what or how he's managed to steer that in from the, that position that he's in. But, yeah, I think I think they must have thought it got a touch off Willick. Like, that's that's the only thing. But even even then, I thought the benefit of the doubt went to the attacking team anyway. It couldn't be a touch. Like said, oh, unless it was the thing that's touch Willick, who was into an offside. Yeah, yeah. So at, he at nicked, point, yeah, and then it's like maybe like yeah, come off yeah. his knee or something, like nicked off yeah. his knee. Come on, yeah. come on, mate. The, the benefit of doubt goes to the big six clubs. Not, yes. not <laughs> oh, that's us clubs. now, though. That's why it just depends who's the bigger club when you play them. But yeah, still, absolutely. like it's a like the, the linesman's. It's actually he's behind all this, so he's he's sort of guessed really. Which, he did. He did. Yeah. But he's got himself into a wonderful position to, um, and I think that run from Willock's really put off the keeper a bit as well. Um, but it, who, who cares? You know, we've said before in this pod, like I don't care if it bounces off your cock and goes in. Like as long as the ball goes, <laughs> as long as the ball, as long as the ball goes in, who cares how it goes in? You know what I mean? And, and Bobby, um, first goal that is conceded by City this season. I mean, obviously it's only the third game, but still, uh, first goal conceded. And the man who was mocked by, uh, I was going to say girlish, Grealish, at the end of last season, you couldn't have asked for a better score of the first goal, really, could you? Uh, and he got to celebrate it twice as well because of VAR. Yeah, exactly right. It was good. It was great. I mean, War Flags did a, a nice um, presentation for, for Miggy as well. So it all just fitted in. But if Miggy's going to score a goal, that's how he's going to score a goal. I wouldn't give him time and space to, to try to get it in. Um, his finishing isn't the best, so um, but yeah, it was good, good in the end, and glad it went through. Um, ASM, I will say, he has started, I think, pre season, he worked very hard in his passing and distribution and getting it in earlier. I think that's one of the, the things I've noticed about his play this season. He has um, looked to pass a little bit more, so yeah, this game was a you know, a great show of what he can do when he actually gets the ball in. Absolutely. We've talked a few times about the stick or twist with this guy and um, you see some games where you think, oh, his attitude's all wrong. And then you see games like this where you think, this, he's, un he's unplayable. He's, he's worth mm. 200 million quid. He's just, he's just sensational, you know. There's one of those players. Um, all right, well, leading up to that goal, um, Newcastle had 94% possession in the, in the five minutes beforehand. 94% possession. That just gives you an idea of how incredibly well Newcastle did after going 1-0 down to the English champions. You know, sensational. Uh, even the commentator uh, said, you know, you'll never see a stat like that again versus City this season. 95 possession uh, in the last five minutes to Newcastle. Uh, I mean, that's obviously slightly hyperbolic, but um, it just really does just highlight how much control Newcastle had over the game at, the, at that particular point in time. And it's lovely to see him doing it from 1-0 down. Not 0-0, yeah. not 1-0 up, but from 0-1 from down, taken by the scuff of the neck, and really take the opposition. Brilliant to see. It shows the character, doesn't it? It shows like the guys just they they dig in. They don't like drop their heads and say, "All right, it's all over." But as I said in the chat last night, I think this is the best I've seen us play since the year to Danas. Um, mm. You know, it was just phenomenal. That that period was just absolutely brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Hearing that a lot more and more from from various sources. Actually, the, the guys who did the Optus um, football coverage. 
uh, that had Sir Les on, and in he said exactly the same thing. He said this was reminiscent of the entertainers kind of thing, you know, and they're all kind of absolutely love this kind of game. Obviously, everyone loves to see a back and forwards open kind of game. You don't get them very often, especially not against C. Um, mm. But it was just a just brilliant game. Two teams going for it, you know, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, so just before we go on to the next game from Wilson, uh, goal from Wilson, uh, I just want to mention Bruno. He was he was on fire halfway through this half. He, um, I think he lost the ball on halfway, but he, he ran the, from halfway all the way down to the line nearly. Uh, tracking uh, Foden, who had the ball, and he blocks Foden's cross. It goes out for a corner, I think, but or goes out for throwing rather. And all the Gallagher's on the on the feet, giving them a massive round of applause. And Bruno, 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 and he's proper pumped though. He's like he's going to the to the to the fans, you know. And he's walking, and he's like like proper gritting his teeth. He's properly pumped up, um, you know, almost celebrating just a, a tackle. It just. Just really at this point in the game, just really emphasise how much the entire team was, you know, playing as one. It's just it, it, we just don't get enough chances to talk like this about a Newcastle team against, you know, some of the best opposition that you can face. It was just wonderful to see. Bruno was absolutely pumped. But anyway, 30, 38 minutes, so it's one-one. Thirty-eight minutes, we get another goal, and uh, we start a dream a little bit. I think uh, it is Wilson. Who else on the end of a brilliant pass? From ASM again, so that's his second assist already. Thirty-eight minutes. Um, first touch was brilliant for Wilson because it takes him into a bit yeah. of space. You can kind of just about see it on this slide here. It takes him into a bit of space on his first touch. It takes him away from that challenge that's coming in from. I'm not sure who that was Stones maybe. And um, again, second goal of the season, and, and again it's from the outside of his boot. Like he seems to. Have, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's been practicing this in preseason or something, but. Again, on the outside of his boot, probably the hardest option he could take. He beats Edison at his near post, I think. I think that's right in saying. And Newcastle, 2-1 up. Um, Keegan first, what was your reaction when that went in? Yeah, it was hard to contain myself and not wake everyone up. That was, that was my <laughs> first reaction is how I balance my excitement and not get smashed by the missus for waking her and the kids Absolutely, up. But, yeah. but it's the same again. Maxi's run that um, I think it was Shah that – Shah that played that long ball and identified a 2v1 on halfway with uh, Maxi and, and Joe. And sort of Walker had to commit to Joel Linton, which left Maxi out the back and the ball the ball got out the back. And he had he had acres of space to go into again. And then that run and pass by Will, like that pass to Wilson, but that first touch completely wiped oh. Diaz out of the whole thing. Like he sent him up to the bar for a pint before half time. Like, <laughs> and that finish as well, like that's that's why he's that's the second Wilson. best striker in England. Yeah, absolutely. That is Wilson all over that, isn't it? Uh, Bobby, um, that must have been just after two a.m. in the morning. Did you wake anybody up when that one in went in? Um, I don't know. To be honest, I don't care. To be honest. <laughs> um, it was it, it was that, it was that it was that good. I was uh, yeah, I was losing the plot at this stage because. You know, we had dominated and then we were in front against Man City and we were totally, at this stage, it looked like we'd swap shirts, to be honest. It's, it looked mm -hmm. like, we, you know, um, Man City were, were wearing the black and white because we were absolutely dominating. And Wilson's just, he's a phenomenal finisher. He should be in the England lineup because um, he, he just knows how to score a goal. Yeah. No, absolutely. Do you think, Bobby and Lee as well, like the last... 20 years pretty much when good teams play us and the speed that what they play at and like when we have the ball and we attack it's like two different like they're not even close to the same and now we're playing at that speed like when we go we go at the speed at like what man city go yeah. at and what liverpool go at as well and i think that's that's probably the biggest difference since since eddie took over is the speed that we attack with now and not just that, we actually maintain it for the vast majority of the game as well. When we're yeah. on, you know, the fitness levels are right up there. Yeah, it's Bobby. an Eddie trade, isn't it? Yeah, Eddie trade to, to get the intensity up and the fitness up. I think we got it wrong against Brighton. And I think Eddie acknowledged that in one of his yeah. press conferences. And we looked really outplayed. But to be fair, Brighton are going to be a top six club as well. So um, we got a good result. But yeah, I think you're right, Keegan. We, we finally got the intensity up. <clears throat> <laughs> you should have a massive couple sneeze there, wouldn't you? <laughs> Getting too excited about Wilson there, and he almost chokes on his own uh, voice. Oh, yeah, I just, uh, yeah. 
lost my train of thought there. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, yeah, Wilson maybe should be going to the World Cup. Maybe even Nick Pope as well. But and Trippier, I, I don't want any of them to go to the World Cup because I know what will happen. They'll get injured. Mm. And they'll get absolutely Particularly Wilson. Mm. Yeah, well, particularly Wilson um, and Trippier, maybe. And I, I just don't want to see any of these players get injured because, as we said right at the start here, when I read out the subs bench, it's not a strong sub bench. And unless we make a couple of key signings, which we're all hopeful by then, time the window shuts, we are going to be exposed. And I just do not want them to go off to the World Cup. I, I want them to think they can go to the World Cup because that's going to pick up all of the levels. <laughs> but then I want them to not go to the World Cup but I want them to keep the levels going afterwards. I basically just yeah. want everything for myself and stuff the world. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. uh, something's going to give. I'm not sure what. Anyway, look. So Newcastle, 2-1 up from 1-0 down. 38 minutes. Still a few minutes to go. Um, we pretty much see that half out. Uh, oh, by the way, that was uh, Wilson's second ever goal against City in his entire career. That was his second goal. So we almost we pretty much see that game out uh, to the half time. Nothing much else happens after that, except for one thing. And I know you want to talk about this, Keegan, so I'll come to you first. So here's uh, Fab Shaw. He's, he gets a pretty, let's say, robust challenge from Stones in the City box. Um, it looked a bit like a 50-50 to me, if I'm being perfectly honest and, and fair with this. In that, in the commentator said as well, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly just seeing his words here. But he, he says, you know, how else are you supposed to defend the ball? It, it's lofted in the air. You've got to jump for it. And so I think there is an element of that. Um, but I also think there's a question mark about whether he's actually really attempted to play that ball or if he's just been barging at the back of Shaw and um, just took his man. And I will say also Shaw, it goes down pretty easy. But anyway, Keegan, um, Shaw, it, it, Stones looked a little bit dodgy afterwards. He looked a little bit kind of like, oh, I think I've... He looked guilty. There's right. no doubt. He, he knew. Yeah, he knew. How did you see that one? Oh, I thought it was a penalty. Like, I... It's a 50-50, but normally in a 50-50, someone wins the ball. And then that's that's your out. I've, it was 50-50, but I've got the ball. He was nowhere near the ball. Yep. He missed it by a mile. And if that was anywhere else on the pitch, that's free kick. Like, I, was gonna say, I was going to say, is that a foul anywhere else? It is. Of course it is. Well, with that ref, God knows. We'll yeah. that in a bit. <laughs> but <laughs> the, if he had paid that... If he had given that as a penalty, it wouldn't have got overturned. No way. No, no. It wasn't a clear and obvious error, was it? No, and Bobby, no. Would, you, would you agree with all that? Yeah, most definitely. It's a penalty because it's a foul. It's a foul in the box. It doesn't, you know, it's pretty simple. But, um, yeah, Jared Gillette um, should be back in the A-League, to be honest. But, uh, yeah. Oh, was that the Aussie ref, was it? Ah, oh, yeah. I didn't cotton on, right? I didn't realize. Oh, well, that explains a lot. And nice, no, used to used to referee in the Farmers League, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, Dimmy's, Dimmy's not here to complain about that comment, so we can oh, get I'm, not, I'm not getting yours, Dimmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, that gets us through this to the half time. Two one Newcastle. Everyone's in kind of dreamland. Brilliant. Um, let's crack on with the second half because we've still got a whole bunch of things to get through here. Um, Fifty-two minutes. And this is in the lead-up to Newcastle's uh, third goal. It's 52 minutes. Brilliant player by City. They release uh, Haaland. And he takes a shot. And it's going in. It's going into Pope's left stick. It's going in. And Pope somehow manages to grow his fingernails enough to just just get a tip on that ball. And it forces it onto the, onto the bar. Absolutely crucial save by Pope. Didn't look like much at the time, really. But you have to watch it back and replay and realise what mm. a touch it is that he gets on it. Bounces off the ball, and straight from that save, Newcastle go flying up the other end. Um, ASM's on the ball again, and he gets brought down just outside the box. And here we have a situation that is basically made for the captains, made for Kieran Trippier. These are the ones he's practiced since he's been a kid. He absolutely loves this. And it's 53 minutes. It's almost central. It's just outside the D. He's got the wall to the to his right. It's gotten the kind of far post, the keeper's far post, really. Kieran Trippier's near, uh, near post, keeper's far post. Um, you've got Edison obviously covering the other side. Um, let me get the slide up here because I just want to visualise just what a position this was. It, it, and if you look at this slide here, and for people who are listening, I apologise, but that, like you, you have to see this to believe what a goal this was. It's Like I said, it's, it's pretty much central. It's just outside the D. You've got the wall protecting the keeper's far post. 
You've got Edison, who is basically, what, a metre and a half from his near post there, it looks like to me. Now, mm. Trippier doesn't even take a huge run up either. This is, this is all about class, this. This is all about power from a very short run. He it does an, an outswinging kick, which I think is what beats the keeper in the end, because I think the keeper expects it to be going to his far post. So he's yeah. sort of thinking, oh, I'm going to be he clever. Takes his, first movement, his first movement, his first movement is yeah. like a half step the other yeah, way because he, he thinks he's going around or yeah. over the wall. Because he's watched the evident game. He thinks, I oh, know what's going to happen here. He's going to go mm. for this post. I'm going to be clever. I'm going to stand where he thinks I'm going to be standing. But I'll, actually, I'm intended on going to the other side here because I know what's going to happen. a couple of steps before he hits it. Trippier, couple of little steps. Blammos it with his right foot. It outswings. It goes flying at the top corner. Keeper's like, absolutely nowhere near it. Uh, Keegan... How good was that free kick, man? To take Newcastle to three one and into Dreamland, it was just amazing. Oh, mate, mate, that was delicious. That was <laughs> if the second one woke the kids up, this one woke the whole bloody neighbourhood up. I think. Oh man! And it hit. Do you know it hit the side netting? Like that's how good it was. Yeah. Like no keeper in the world would save that. It, uh, but this is the thing. I mean, it was uh, Bobby. You just don't beat a keeper like Edison like that at his near stick. From that kind of distance, do you? I mean, it was just an absolutely sensational kick. Yeah, it, it was sexual. Like you, you put that straight onto Pornhub, and you get a lot of you get a lot of hits on that. Too much. <laughs> yeah. um, no, like that. That was one of the best free kicks I've seen. I, I was in disbelief when he hit it because the power and where it went to, and yeah, Trippier. This is what he's going to be known for. What's it? Four free kicks and all of them gone in. So yeah, just he's a star, and we're lucky to have him. Yeah, well, apparently they said after the game that Shaw was um, having a bit of a word. He's saying, you know, do you want me to, do you, want, you know, Trips, do you want me to take this one, mate? <laughs> Trips like, no. <laughs> he good, says, look, <laughs> he was like, no, I'm all right, thanks. Uh, I fancy myself on this one. And then, He's like, no, sure Fabian. Enough, yeah, Fabian. So he, Watch he actually says, like, he says, like, if he, if he misses the next one, cannons it into the wall or something, he might let Shaw have a goal. But um, if he keeps going, he's got to keep on taking them. And, and, Absolutely right. So, and I didn't realise this, but he's actually a boyhood Man United fan, so he would have enjoyed that quite a lot, I would have thought. Did his classic kind of diving on his ass with his legs forward thing. I don't know if you ever tried yeah. doing that, but it must hurt like right on your tailbone, like you know. Is there is there some must be some unwritten rule that when he does it, everyone else has to do it too? Because like, <laughs> when he done way, it, there was like six blokes that all went and done it like with him. <laughs> all walking away grabbing rosses like oh yeah, yeah. Like, no. everyone's got bloody grass stains up their ass. There's a great there's a crack. There's a great picture of it and Botman um is behind as they're running off and he's just got this you know euphoria in his face about that free kick it's it's one of the best pictures um, i've seen of a, a celebration and i think uh yeah botman is finally as you know is now acclimatized to newcastle after that <laughs> he must be loving it must be absolutely he was, he was a little suspect at times i think you know i don't want to blow too much smoke on his ass he was a little bit suspect of one or two little things but christ he's only been here five minutes mm. i think we'll let him off on that one well, anyway, so that's that's Trips beating Edison at his near post. I don't think you'll see that too much for this season. Um, just for a bit of context, on 20 minutes uh, in the first half, De Bruyne had a free kick that was almost exactly the same, and it was facing the Gallagher. And Pope kind of nice and easily palms that one away. And the commentators are like, "Oh, you know, Pope would have been disappointed if he had been beaten by that." And then, you know, Edison <laughs> gets absolutely destroyed at his near post. Um, and I think rightly so, he'd be absolutely disappointed by that because he he was really had his pants pulled down for that one. Um, I always think if you get beaten at near post as a keeper, you've, the keeper's balls it up, you know. You, you, you should never get beaten at your near post, for my mm. money anyway. Um, so City, 3-1 down, unbeaten in the last 19 away games, facing defeats, you know, the thing, oh, Christ, we'll win, win a game here. They know they're in a game here. Um, but, you know, to be fair, to absolutely fair to them, they do what all the brilliant, all the great teams do um, when they look like they're done. And that is find a way back into the game. And uh, sadly for us, I mean, you know, we're kind of floating on cloud nine here and you're thinking, Jesus, how much how much better is this going to get? Probably should have thought, yeah, they're probably not going to get much better, mate. It's probably going to go in the direction. <laughs> this is city you're talking about here, you know. This, this game is not done. There's still half an hour to go, at least. Um, yeah, and, and ultimately, unfortunately, on 60 minutes, um, six minutes after going down to 3-1, Haaland pokes in from uh, close range as a result of... Uh, a few uh, consecutive city corners um, it just kept the pressure on, and eventually we we buckled. Yeah. Um, if you look at the slide here, 
he's right on the edge of the box, the, the keeper's um, eight-yard box, and he's in. He's in. We're talking about Holland here. He's in far, far, far too much space here. Um, few other lads have been drawn to the near post. Popey's guarding the near post. Nebug is really watching the middle of the of the pitch. Unfortunately, the ball comes right to him, and he's got a fairly simple finish. I mean, he has actually missed a few chances by this point, so you you couldn't have been quite so sure that he would have gotten it in. But even at that, you're looking at that slide there. You think you're pretty much expecting him to score that goal, aren't you, Bobby? Um, Probably we should have expected this from City. I think we were a little bit naive. I think we kind of sort of went off the pace a little bit. Understandably, we've been yeah. having a high tempo yeah. game to this point. Um, was this all about City getting back into this game, or do you think that Newcastle had kind of took the foot off the pedal a little bit too much? No, I think it's 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 so hard with a team like City and their their, their class and what they've got in their team. They're always going to come back. I, I was actually thinking when we got three one up and Trippier scored that goal, I was like, this is a another man new five nil. Another Sunderland five-one kind of game, you know, one of those games that are just out of the box that you'll always remember. And I, the minute I thought that, City ramped up, <laughs> and this is a different, this is a different beast altogether. Like there, mm-hmm. you look at that shot there, and there's three, four class City players. Any any one of them would have done something magical together, but we just got sucked in mm-hmm. there and left the space open. You can see Dan Byrne trying to close the space down, but it was a bit too late in the end. Yeah. Absolutely, Keegan. What could we have done better there? Do you think? I mean, I think we've got caught ball watching a little bit there. Do you think uh, yeah, we've done something better here? I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a quick corner they took, and I think it sort of it caught us out. We didn't have actually didn't have enough time to set up, and guys were expecting it just to be a normal corner. But I think because they took it quickly, it sort of left everyone scrambling, and yeah, that's what happens when you scramble is. Guys get caught out of position or sucked into the ball when they don't need to be sucked into the ball and you lose your shape and your structure. And then when you've got world-class players like this, they'll make you pay. And even looking at Botman's position there behind Haaland, it's, yeah, he should have been the one in front of Haaland there. Um, But it is what it is. I mean, this was always going to happen. And, yeah, no complaints. No, absolutely. Uh, You know, Botman's fresh. He's only young as well. You've got to remember he's only young. He's watching... He's watching the, the player develop here. He should have probably done a bit better. But anyway, City, 3-2. Um, no time to grab your breath because pretty much on you know the next few minutes, 64 minutes, there's just an unbelievable slide pass rule from uh, Kevin De Bruyne. It cuts, it cuts out about five defenders. Uh, there's four in the slide here that I'm showing. cuts out four of them. It's, it, it's, it goes to Silva. It's just a fabulous, fabulous through ball. Uh, Silva's read the pass he, he's got behind the defence. Stayed on side as well, which is just as, about as remarkable. And he finishes it uh, with a plumb to the to Popey's um, near post there as uh, Pope's coming out to try and smother the ball. And it's from 3-1, it's 3-3, blink of an eye stuff. Um, what, again, I'll ask the question again uh, to you, Bobby, this time. Though, what could Newcastle have done better about this? I mean, did we, did we have to stop that at, at, at the source? Yeah, yeah you, someone needed to be right on De Bruyne, but it's hard again. You, you can talk as much as... You want about hypotheticals, but De Bruyne's the best. De Bruyne, sorry, he's the best midfielder in the world. I'm convinced by that, and that through ball was just sexy, and it cut out everyone, and we had no chance. I mean, the only way he could have stopped it is if Joel Linton or Bruno was right on his, you know, right on him. But you give him a, a yard of space, he's going to take advantage when he can. And the person he passed it to is also one of the best yeah. players in the world. So yeah. really, what can you do? This is what you get when you play against City, isn't it? And uh, I think that took a touch on the way through as well. I'm not exactly sure. I don't know if that it was off Willock, I think. Yeah, do you think it made off... any kind of difference? No, I would have. I think he would have got to it anyway. I just wish that our previous manager tried harder to sign him after that game. We probably might not have had this problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you remember that when he was walking past Bruce after an interview and he goes, "Oh, do you want to come play here next year?" I do yeah. remember that. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure, mate. Yeah, love to play with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do one. Yeah, all right. So, sixty-eight minutes, um, or rather, sixty-four minutes. It's now three-three, and uh, the optimist, the eternal optimist in me, is thinking, "Oh God, it's going to happen again here. It's going to be a four-three. It's going to be a Liverpool four, Newcastle three. Devastating loss at the end, you know, at least because there's still you know ages to go at the end of this game. Um, sixty-eight minutes. How uh, he does a how he. Eddie Howe does a, a double sub. Uh, he brings Wilson off 
for Chris Wood and he brings on uh, Sean Nogge on for Willock. Um, pretty much, I think we'd all agree that was just basically like for like fresh legs uh, in the squad. No. I think we were starting to get a bit leggy at that point. Yeah, Wilson has complained about a hamstring, so I think we yeah. a watch and see. Um, we've got to be really careful with him, but we've got nothing else to come off from the bench, do we? So they're all going to be the changes we do all the time <laughs> because there's not much else we we can do at this point. No, absolutely. I mean, we could have brought on uh, Fryan Razor, Craig, but uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently he pulled up in training. Was it Craig? No, in the warm up. In the warm up, yeah. Yeah, felt felt his groin in the warm up. So I think he stayed on the subs bench. He didn't pull out like the cells did against Forest, but I don't think he was available. Fucking hell, I'd be in trouble. I feel my groin all the time. <laughs> uh, that's why you got hairy hands, man. That's why you're going blind. <laughs> Um, moving on, so 73 minutes. So that that is basically the end of the scoring for this game. But there's still one or two things I want to talk about here, and yeah. probably the main one is on 73 minutes. It is the red card against Kieran Trippier. I've got a slide of it here. Um, this is probably not exactly when the contact's being made. I think this is slightly afterwards. Uh, but you can see Trippier studs up uh, with his right foot, and his left foot is well, it's just about. Off the air. I think he starts a little bit further, but he's obviously coming down with gravity and what have you. And um, he brings down De Bruyne, who's in full uh, full run at this point. Kind of think it's on the halfway line, give or take. Yeah. Um, Just inside, yeah. Comes right in for the side. I mean, it, you know, being absolutely fair about it, it is an obvious um, free kick at least. Um, it, it's deliberate. You know, it's cynical. that there, there was no real intent to play the ball. That was one of those professional fouls that people take a yellow card for just to, to stop the you know the players advancing on goal un, unchecked. Um, I, I'll admit I thought that was red card when I first saw it in, in natural speed. Uh, you know, the way that Trippier comes in from the side like an extra set and just takes out De Bruyne, I'm thinking, oh, this is an easy decision for the referee to make here. Um, but if you watch the replay, you can see that it's not his studs that made contact with De Bruyne. He's actually had the good fortune or the good sense to actually hit him with more like his shin. Um, so it, it actually looked worse than it, it, it effectively was in the end. Thankfully for us, thank God for us, VAR calls across the ref. And nine times out of ten, you're thinking, oh, get in. That means we're going to get away with this one. But, you, you know, with this ref today, especially, you're thinking, oh, bloody hell, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it could have easily went, you know, and I'm still watching. I'm still thinking, you know, is that a clear and obvious error? I don't know if it's clear and obvious. It looked pretty much like a red card to me in, in real time, you know. Um, but the ref has a bit of a look. Um, good old Aussie boy. Stand up for Newcastle here. He uh, turns, overturns his decision, gives uh, Kieran Trippier a yellow card. Um, as I say, that looked like a dangerous tackle to me. But on the replay, I could see why it wasn't. Um, first of all, Keegan, what was your reaction to that? Uh, no, I, tackle, I was pretty much. First of all, I thought it, I thought it was the same as you. My my first instinct was shit. That looks pretty bad. Yeah. And you got a random one. Probably can't complain. But then, when you actually seen the replay and seen where contact was made, and I think he kept his studs down the whole time as well. So, I mean, he's tried his best to not be violent but stop the play at the same time i'd actually this might sound really stupid i'd like to see in in future they actually look at that rule and that that is a red card offense and same as like a if someone's through and it's a it's a deliberate foul to stop someone playing through actually yeah. analyze them because i think like like everyone wants to see goals and stuff like that and and open play and when things like that happen it it sort of just shuts everything down and yeah. the game stops and stuff like that. So, look, happy, look, on the replay, clear yellow card, no complaints yeah. about that. But actually, I wouldn't mind having a look at that rule in the future and actually punishing that with a red card to try and stop it because we all want to see, like, players like De Bruyne and hopefully in two or three years' time when we've got players of that standard as well. Like, when they're through, like, let's let them play and, and let them show off all their talent rather than just hack them down and you take out the injury risk as well, but it's more, it's more about actually let's let the good players play. The sort of, it's like in basketball when someone's through and they'll just grab them and foul them so they can't dunk it or anything like that. It's the same thing. If a good player's through, let them go. Like they've beaten you. Just let them go. Yeah. 
Yeah, I actually fully agree with what you've just said there. I've, I've thought it before. It's it's usually when you're the opposition player, the player's getting brought down, where you think it's the greatest injustice injustice in all of football, you know, because it's because <laughs> it, it really it is cynical and it's really kind of disappointing in some level, and uh, and it happens to ESM quite a lot as well, you know. And, and yeah, I actually yeah, I, I do agree with what you're saying there. Uh, I thought about that myself as well. Uh, Bobby, would you say that was the right call in the end made by the ref via VAR? Yeah, definitely. I think it was a yellow. It was a heavy yellow. Um, almost an amber, but it was uh, it was it was definitely a yellow card offence. I at the time, I even thought because I looked at where their defenders were, and like there were still two defenders past this, so I thought the red was harsh when it was given. Um, and yeah, but I, I worried about the studs in the replay. Um, but when I saw the replay, I thought no, it's definitely a yellow. On your last point about you know, it's tactics, like I love that shit, Azri. Um, tactics when, you know, you don't want these players that are, you know, these teams like Man City that have spent six billion pounds on, on players just having a free ride as well. Um, if you can slow down a De Bruyne and, and stop him from waltzing through with one-on-one with, you know, your defender, then you do it. I think it was smart by Trippier, but uh, luckily in the end it was uh, proved to be. Absolutely. Walking a tightrope. Anyway, you're outnumbered. So two to one, we actually think that's a terrible, <laughs> ter- terrible rule. <clears throat> so you can, you can get back in your fence, mate. Get back in your box. We're, we're uh, turning into the <laughs> AFL with all these rule changes. Oh, mate, let's not get started on that one. Uh, so, uh, you know, and, and also, of course, if that was a red card, if that had a stuck, if that had been paid, we were probably going to lose this we're game. I think you'd all probably agree, wouldn't you? Yeah. At this stage, because yeah. yeah, it was definitely. it was really pretty much all Man City by by this point. I think Newcastle start looking a bit leggy, start looking a bit tired. We'll start to... Um, Kieran Trippier in particular was was running out of steam. Um, and the last thing you want to do was go down 10 men where you're chasing the game. I think you would have ended up having just to shut up shop and park the bus and stuff. So that was yeah. on 70, what was that, 73 minutes. Only a few more things to mention. Now, no more goals, no more kind of really terrible things. One hilarious thing I'll come to in a minute. Uh, well, not hilarious. But anyway, so on 77 minutes, uh, Holland, uh, Holland could have toe-poked New, uh, Man City in, uh, in front. Goes over the bar. Really tight position as well right in front of the goal and he somehow gets that over the bar more than a half chance especially for the beast that he is um but he'd done that one more than once today as well so I'm pretty glad he was sticking to his to his guns on there he got his goal should be happy with that um then we make another sub miggy comes off to a rapturous round of applause um uh, full of smiles as always little miggy there uh bring on murphy another kind of like like i think you'd have to say um i think i was pretty happy with what he was what he was saying the, the way the team was trying to take the game to City rather than just shutting up shop. Um, Botman, oh, Botman, he was in the box. He finds the ball comes to him, doesn't it? It falls mm. to his feet. And um, City have been sucked in a little bit, a little bit far too deep. He's in the box. He's got acres of space as well. And he blammers, blammers it right off Sputnik in orbit. And you really, Chris Wood's on by this point. You really want the Chris Wood to be on the end of that because that, that was a solid chance to Newcastle. So, you know, even though this was all City's half by this point, you know, Newcastle was still... Still pushing, still pushing, which is brilliant to see at that kind of stage of the game. The best form of defence is attack, you know, keep it away from your own goal. And yeah. That's what I reckon anyway. Um, 86 minutes, Sean Longstaff gives everybody a heart attack with that bloody back <laughs> to Nicole. <laughs> like, what the hell is he doing, man? It's like, oh, come on, mate. It's 86 goddamn minute. This is why you're not starting, mate. I didn't minutes. need that at 3.30 in the fucking morning. Unfortunately for us, and I, I would have—I'm not so sure Dubravka would have been alert to this at this stage of the game either, um, as much as I like Dubs. But Nick Pope is is a fairly competent sweeper keeper, I think, and uh, he, yeah. he gets out there, he reads what's happened, he reads the balls up, and he's out there to clear it away. But Jesus Christ, the heart rate went through the bloody roof, uh, and I, I have to go to sleep soon, and that doesn't help, you know. Yeah. What I mean? so, <laughs> oh, well, long for Christ's sake! Uh, and the one thing just to mention before full time was the the sort of hilarious, but not really. Absolute blammo in the face to put from there. Oh, <laughs> sure. It was there. Uh, it was if you if you we've mentioned this before as well. I think we did last season as well. Someone got a, got a, a Casey right in the chops. Uh, it was like Oli Bernard esque, you know, where it just gets absolutely yeah. leathered in the face. Oh. Um, he goes down like a sack of shit, and he's getting a bit of treatment and stuff. Um, couldn't have got out of the way. I mean, it was it was just a clearance attempt from Shard. Absolutely took him out, and. Um, <laughs> in the end he gets subbed as a concussion sub I think it was at the end I'm not exactly sure because I don't, yeah, yeah mm. I don't think anybody really knew what was going on at that point because if you remember we also had uh, Richie on the line 
on the sidelines ready to come on by this point. He was going to come was on it, as a sub. Was it Richie or yeah. how? Because they both looked the same when they were standing next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Although Eddie's bringing himself on here just to see the game out. <laughs> you know what the one difference is, Keegs, though? Uh, seen, seen Eddie, how, 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 how Buffy looks. Mate, that shirt's getting tighter, Ed. Oh, yeah, mate. He's getting, the shirts are getting tighter, Tindall's getting darker, and it's good times ahead. <laughs> yeah, sensational. So anyway, we don't make that uh, Richie sub. We bring on uh, Kraft instead. And um, I think Trippier was moved off to the left to allow Kraft to slot in at the right. Yeah. Um, I think ASM was about to come off. He kind of almost walked off as well, and then he gets told to stay back on. And he's like, whoa, what's going on here? And he's, so, he's probably so used to getting taken off as well. He's like, oh, Christ, I'm actually not going off. Unbelievable. Um, anyway, so we actually managed to see the game out. It's 3-3, three, 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 stroke of 99 minutes. So loads of extra time was played. Absolutely breathless game, back and forwards, ebb and flow, some brilliant performances. Um, excellent advert for Eddie Howe and his impact on this team. Um, I know Bobby, you're a huge admirer of Eddie Howe. Yeah. Um, he, Eddie Howe, talked this up as a, a, a real barometer of Newcastle's progress that they've made over preseason, last season, and into this season. Uh, and on that subject, Bobby, I think I know what we're going to say here, but. Where does that put us as a barometer, if you like, of, of Newcastle? Given that we did really struggle against Brighton, we didn't close them down, we didn't get in their faces, we did the exact yeah. opposite. We did what we should have done then in this game against the English champions. And look what we get out of it. What were your thoughts on on, on where Newcastle are after this game? The transformation's mind-blowing. Like, in such a short space of time, what Eddie Howe's been able to do from from what Steve Bruce did to the, the, the squad to, to now... <laughs> Is just is remarkable, and I think this will give the boys a lot of confidence. I don't think anyone will come to St James's Park and have an easy day out. I think that's mm-hmm. that's one thing. It doesn't matter who you are. I think every club will be fearful of coming to St James's Park. The away form we'll have to wait and see because we weren't as great against Brighton and Brighton. Um, but maybe now Eddie will just say, "Let's just take them on wherever we are and, and go with these tactics." So, uh, in in a barometer, yeah, we're We've got a chance of top six. Let's see how the rest of the transfer window goes. I think we need two more players in to help our attacking uh, or depth in that, that area. And if we get that, there's a big chance. Because you look at West Ham and Man United that are in a bit of trouble, it really opens up that top six. And I think Brighton, us, and Wolves will be thereabouts. Oh, well. Wolves are our next opponent, I believe, aren't they? Next week. Uh, so that will yeah. be another test, I suppose. I mean, every game's a test, really. Um, yeah, Keegan. Um, just before we come to man of the match, uh, which is, should be an interesting one, um, I just want to focus a little bit on Alison Maximum. Now, we, we touched on that earlier three assists. They give, uh, I think, they gave him every assist for, the, for each of the three goals. It was a really mature performance. Like, if he's if he's starting to listen to what he has telling them about making the right decisions at the right times then this was the game that really highlighted that training coming through on the pitch. Um, all right, he hasn't scored since, you know, January or whatever, but and he, and he probably does need to score some, some some goals. But, you know, if he can play like that against the English champions, we, you know, we want to see him do that against every other team in the league as well, don't we? That was, that was probably one of the best performances from ASM I've seen in a while. What did you make of it? Yeah, 100%. And I think... He has had a bit of an indifferent start to the season, and I think he's he's still trying to work out the balance between running, passing, shooting, and and all that sort of stuff. But he's getting there, and and games like yesterday, I think it gives him confidence. Like he's a confidence player. You can see when his confidence is up, he's he's un, unstoppable. And games like that against the opposition that we played against, I think gives him the confidence that he's on the right track and what he's doing is right. And if it works against one of the best sides in the world, maybe arguably a top three, top four side in the world, then he can do it every week and what he's doing is going to work. And it was really, really telling the uh, the interview on Sky Sports with him and Trippier post-game and he sort of mentioned that well, Trippier had put his arm around him walking down saying, mate, if yeah. you can play like that all the time, you'll be unstoppable. Like, yeah. You can do anything. And I think he's been in him at training as well. And that that's just a just a sort of a little glimpse into what Trippy is like as a leader and and how he sort of motivates players and stuff like that. But if he can believe that he can do that all the time, like 
no one will ever talk about selling him again. No, that's, you know, that's absolutely right. And and last season, I actually said, uh, when we've had because this discussion comes up almost every game, doesn't it? It just it literally depends on how that game's gone. Mm. And um, we had this discussion last year, uh, last season, and I made the point that I think we should stick with him until at least this January and see how he's going in this half of the season after he's had a preseason under Eddie Howe. Um, I know there was a few people saying that, you know, he's, he's not great. He didn't do well against Brighton. And, you know, that's the kind of player that we don't want to see. Uh, I still stick to my my guns on that one. I think we need to see how he is by January. Um, and and he's the kind of player that just gets everyone really, really excited. And I, and I really do hope we see a lot more of that from, from ASM because mm. um, he does look miserable a lot of the time. <laughs> like, in it? the games, he, just, he looks like a real huffy French person. Like, he's almost a bloody cliche. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but uh, I think I would like to think inside that he, um, you know, he'll 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 appreciate to himself even, which is just as important that he's had a hell of a game against some top quality opposition. Yeah, and I want to see and, him do it against a shit opposition, not the best opposition. Yeah, that's that. I think, and that's that's the frustration with him is he'll give you nine, ten out of ten games, but then he'll give you a two and a three out of ten. And I think if he can bring his two and three up to a six or a seven, and just really close the gap between his good and his bad, that'll be like, that's his next level. His next level is to find that consistency in his performance. And if he does that, yeah, like I said, like we'll keep him forever. But like your point very validly, I think January, he'll have almost half a season to try and find that consistency in his game. And I think we'll know, we'll know a lot by the time January one rolls around, where where he sort of fits into what we want to do. Absolutely, and, and we're running out of time here. But Bobby, just very quickly, do you think he's going to make the French squad or no? Just too too soon. No, no, he won't make the French squad. It's, it's too too much talent there. But uh, no, I just want to see him improve. Maybe next year. Fair enough. All right, let's move on to man the matching. So, uh, phew, who wants to go first with this one? There, Bobby, Bobby you go first. You go first, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you go first, and we'll just copy what you say. And you can't pick Joel Linton for Christ's sake. Right, pick someone else. Joel Linton's in the top three, I'll tell you that. But um, mm-hmm. no, look, shock. Um, mate, he does it every week. He's a he's an absolute trainer. Oh, yes. You know, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Um, ASM, uh, three assists against the the champions. Can't deny he deserves it. Special mention to Nick Pope, who would have been my next choice. Fair enough, Keegan. Oh, I agree with Bobby. Yeah, ASM was he was in a mood yesterday, but it was a good mood, not a bad mood. Yeah. But I thought, yeah, I thought some of the stuff that Pope did was really, really, really good. And I think that, oh. yeah, every every game he plays, that ten million is probably going to look like a real steal by the end of the year. Yeah, we're going to destroy Twitter again, aren't we? With uh, with Nick Pope just trending <laughs> all across the world. We might start to say Maxi tried well, to start his own one yesterday. We might, he that did, might catch he? on as well. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's class on Twitter. I don't care what anyone says. He's brilliant. Yeah. All right, so we we um I'll also go with ASM. I thought he did everything right. He um he pulled the team out of def- of defensive positions into attacking positions. He didn't give Carl Walker a goddamn minute. Um, you know, even Pep called out. Just how well he was playing. He just said he was just phenomenal. And who was he going to pick? He was just brilliant. I actually thought Dan Byrne was really good as well. Actually, um, mm-hmm. he, he met just by everything coming into the box. I thought he was really good as well. Now I'm not 100% on Dan Byrne, but I thought he was. He was I thought he was very good today. All right, moving on. Just very quickly, we have some possible injury concerns. We've already touched on it. Um, Shaw did hold his hammy in the first half. I don't know if anyone saw that, but he kind of got up and was holding his hammy. He completed the game, so I assume it's fine. But. He's done it in earlier games as well, so I think um, there's a there's a slight issue there. Hopefully, he gets a rest um, soon. But yeah. yeah, I think he did it in the Nottingham Forest game as well. So yeah, something mm. to watch and wait for. Want to watch on? Yeah, absolutely. There must be something development there. Um, Wilson obviously came off. Um, that later became known as a precautionary uh, sub from Eddie Howe. Um, what was he feeling there? Because I don't think I actually saw what it was that he was Hamstring. feeling. It was hammy as well. Yeah. Oh, Christ yeah. That's, we didn't need that. And of course, uh, Burn went off with a concussion. So, is there any kind of protocol that says Burn can't play in the next game? Is there something like, you know, a week's worth you have to stay out of it or something? Eddie's pretty much said he won't play against Tremere. Right. But does that mean he'd be in contention for Wolves? Wolves, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah. Right. Fine. Okay. So, there's a few things to keep an eye on there, but nothing. Uh, 
nobody that needs to be swapped out by the sounds of things for the Wolves game. Um, very, very quickly, the ref. So ASM gets tackled from behind for a free kick and, and Rodri gets nothing, like not even a, a talking to. Almost exactly the same tackle Bruno makes. Gets a yellow straight away and Bruno's like, what is going on here? Uh, straight after that, Shaw tackles Foden. Shaw gets a yellow card. It's like, what the hell is going on here? These three almost exactly the same tackles. Only Newcastle fan, uh, players are getting cards. Shaw then gets climbed all over in the box by Stone, as we've, as we've mentioned already. Nothing given, not even a talk. Then the red card, which could have went either way, I guess. But um, did anyone else? I, I don't want to be kind of conspiratorial after three bloody games in the, in the new season, but um, it, did anyone else see the lack of consistency, consistency in this game? It, it was fairly poor at times, I thought. No, there's no conspiracy. He was just a shit ref. <laughs> the, he, he got, he, he got um, overawed by the occasion of, of Man City players and who they were, I think. Um, just terrible. Uh, one of the worst refereeing performances I've seen in a long while. And it's a shame because he's an Aussie. You wanted him to uh, yeah. to do a good job, but he just got overawed, I think, and saw the, uh, the Hollywood signs with the Man City players and, you know, they could do no wrong. And we, we did plenty wrong in his eyes. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on because we're running out of time here. Um, maybe we should get him on the pod since he's Australian and have a, have a quiet word. He won't, he won't be coming on now. <laughs> Come on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just get lambasted for an hour. Um, yeah, I just want to say a final word to that fan in the home end who had that uh, sign-up saying, uh, Miggy, can Grealish have your shirt? <laughs> I absolutely love that. The camera's probably focused on it as well for about five or ten minutes. It was brilliant. Um, and as, actually, funny enough, at the very end, Biggie saw that sign somehow. Someone must have pointed it out. And he goes over and gives him a shirt. He's having a good old laugh. I thought that was Class. hilarious. Um, yeah, even if he did score off his cock or something, it was still uh, it was, it was still, a, it was still an effective game by Miggy. He just never, ever stops running. He's got that just, you know, he's got that fire in his belly. He just keeps on going. He's brilliant. Is that a... Um, is that a perfect, say, hypothetically speaking, if he had a left foot, right foot cock, is that a perfect hat-trick still? Oh, let's say so. Let's, you know, who's going to say no? Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Wait a minute, he's got, he's got a left cock and a right cock, did he say? Yeah. <laughs> no. Left foot, right foot. Tell you what, I'm going, to, I'm going to... If I score one off my cock, I'm going to the bar and letting all the ladies know. <laughs> yeah, all right, this conversation's taking a dark turn. Let's move on to the <laughs> full-time stats just very quickly. So, in the end, I mean, this really does describe what kind of effort it was from Newcastle. They only had 31 possession to Man City's 69, and you kind of would have expected that at the start, but the game didn't really feel like that um, at times anyway. Uh, they had 21 shots with 10 on target to Newcastle's 12 and 6, so pretty dominant from City as well. Uh, five corners each. I don't think City had a corner in the first half either. And Newcastle gave away 14 fouls to um, City's 7. So um tells his own story. Uh, but we still came away with a point. That's all that really matters to me. And so look at the table. Oh, here we go. Look at that. So we've actually dropped a few spaces. Um, we've got one win and two draws. So we are sitting here in sixth uh, on five points. You've got Brighton above us on seven with that nice win against uh, West Ham. You've got Spurs on seven. Leeds on seven. That sensational win against Chelsea. Man City uh, losing their, well, not losing, but not winning their first game of the season. And Arsenal, of all people, sitting at the top on nine points uh, with perfect records. Three wins out of three. Um, just end the season now, eh? Be nice, be nice. I think we've got um, we've played Brighton and Man City, who I expect to be in the top six, um, and Wolves coming up, who I expect to be up there as well. So it's a hard early fixture, but then it really clears up after Liverpool. And if we can hold tight and pick up these points as we are, yeah, we we're, we're a big show. It's been a great start to the year. I'm a big believer in playing these 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 top six teams as soon as you possibly can in a new season mm-hmm. before they've had a chance to get into the stride, before they know what they're really doing and what they're about. Because once they get going, you can, you can hardly stop them. Um, funny enough, Eddie Howe also said he was asked, you know, what was going through your mind at 3-1? And he goes, end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> just, just end the season. End the turn. You know, I love Eddie Howe, man. He's brilliant. Um, he is. I wanted him long before we're gone, but I'm very happy to have him here now. All right, so that's the end of the review of the Man City 3-3 Newcastle game. What a game that was. Uh, we've only got a few minutes left, so let's have a very, very quick look at the next game, which is Tranmere in the uh, League Cup on, is it Thursday for us? Or what is it? Thursday morning, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Five o'clock kickoff, is it? In the morning? Something like that. Yeah. Oh, God. They're bloody killing us with these games, aren't they? Five o'clock kickoff on a Thursday. Bloody hell. All right. Well, look, let's have a look at, just very quickly, because there's probably not a huge amount to talk about here, but 
one of the main talking points will be the team. And uh, you guys have uh, decided on this team for Newcastle. It'll be Dubravka at the back. Then it's Richie, Dummett, Lascelles and Kraft. And then we have Murphy, Anderson, Longstaff, Willock and Ryan Fraser. Fraser, Ryan. Oh, brother. I forget what you said. Now. Ryan Fraser, that's it. And then Chris Wood up top. So that, what's that, a 4-5-1 or is it a 4 What is it? No, it's the same sort of, same sort of formation. Three, yeah, mm. but probably now... When we done it, I didn't realise Fraser had had the groin issue, so oh, you yeah. probably throw Richie, Richie in there, and he'll replace Fraser. But I think it's still a pretty good well, well, team. You've already got you've already got Richie at fullback, so you can have him. Oh, have we? Oh no. Well, Mankio can play at fullback, and Richie can play up on the well, wing. Well, Target should be fit too, and he hasn't played in a while, so mm. he'll come in. Yeah, fair enough. It's a weird like, so it's going to be a. Farmers Field, and you, I'm not necessarily sure you want to have Target coming back from injury, playing on a bunch of potatoes, like mm. um, yeah, and pulling up on his calf or his knee or whatever. Um, so basically, what we're seeing here, Bobby, is that we're going to go with our second eleven, I guess, because there's, there's no real first eleven. So, well, Willock's there, um, but that's essentially the idea here, is it, to give the second string a bit of a run out? Yeah, I think that's what you do, isn't it? Give him a, a ninety-minute game or as close to ninety minutes as possible, and. Uh... You know, we should be beating Tranmere Rovers. No disrespect to them. Um, it should be. Uh, com- How many times have we said that? How many times yeah. have we said that? Oh, we should have beaten these, uh, you know, pub team, and then we get absolutely walloped. It's the first time we've had a proper preseason with a proper manager, though. So, um, yeah, well, we should be doing the business, and I think these players are good enough to hold their own. And I'm just looking forward to seeing Anderson play. I, I hope he yeah. gets a run and gets a start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This should be a perfect game for Anderson if he gets um, gets up and running. Um, all right, so just to finish this whole thing off, uh, score predictions, Keegan, first. I'll just go a soft 2-0. Just what I was thinking. Uh, Bobby? 4-1. Ooh, nice. Uh, yeah, all right, I'll go in the middle. I'll go 3-1. Three, I think they might surprise us a little bit. Uh, they'll probably just like blitzkrieg it until they get absolutely knackered and then we'll take over. Um <laughs> But uh, in that Blitzkrieg, you know, it's not our first 11, so anything can happen. All right, so that is the <laughs> that is the preview <laughs> of the Tramia game coming up on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lads, that has actually went on a lot longer than I really uh, expected, but it's been a brilliant chat, hasn't it? It's great talking about a game against a team like City where you've absolutely bossed it for long periods of time, isn't it? It's just, yeah, you can talk about absolutely. it for ages, can you? <clears throat> All right, well, thanks to everybody who's watched or listened, and especially if you've gotten this far. And um, please like, comment, and subscribe on all your social channels. You'll find us everywhere YouTube, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, even. Bobby, you're still doing Instagram, aren't you? I am. It's gone. It's flying at the moment. Get in. Get in. All right. So um, find us everywhere. Find us on your audio podcasts. Find us on YouTube. Uh, yeah, please give us a little like and subscribe if you don't mind. Thank you very much. And we will see you for the next one, which should be a review of the Tramia game and a preview of the Wolves game. So that'll be coming up later in a week. Keep an eye out for that. But for now, thank you to Keegan and thank you to Bobby. Cheers, lads. See you guys. Thanks, boys. See you. <laughs>